weaknesses, you do have them. Your, your mistakes, you do make them, but they don't define you. Your weaknesses and your mistakes don't actually define you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Business on a Beanbag. We have a very, very special guest for you this week. We have Hiten Bat, who is a lot of things. I was actually on your LinkedIn this morning, just re-going over what it is you do, and you do a hell of a lot of stuff. Um, you are a thought leader, an inspirational talker. So, hello. Hello, Adam. <laughs> How are you? Very, very well. Blessed. Good, good. And you know, what have you been up to recently? What, what have you been doing? Well, um, a couple of days ago now, I went for my first flying lesson. You went on a flying lesson? Yeah, yeah. I got one of my bucket things, uh -huh. uh, bucket, uh, bucket list things to do list uh, ticked. Uh, so that was an amazing experience. The best thing about it was I got to take my 10-year-old daughter and my um, uh, five-year-old daughter as well with me. And, wow. and, and it was a fantastic experience for them. So, yeah, that's amazing. That was good. Of all the things you could have said this morning, flying wasn't one of them that I was expecting. We saw Beaver Castle. Wow. Uh, from uh, we, we we flew over old railway lines yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 saw an old Victorian beautiful old Victorian viaduct. It was it was an amazing experience. I got to, you know, they, obviously the flying instructors there, and they just basically they, he basically just allows me to sort of uh, handle the controls for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was it's an amazing experience. I bet I bet Are you you not got any kind of fear of heights then I assume. Uh, no, I think I'm okay with heights. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with heights. Uh, well, you know, the flying instructor was there, so I felt I, I, I was reassured, you know? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That That does sound awesome. I, I've always wanted to go, you know, do the helicopter rides back and forth that you can do. Wow. I'm not a great flyer, though, so every time, you know, it's uh, a trip to the airport to go on holiday, I am three gins deep before it's time to get on the plane. Um, but, yeah, I've always always sort of wanted to, but I guess, you know, that, that do would it. be amazing. Do it, do it. Adam, whatever yeah. you want to do right this is the thing right whatever you want to do in life time is precious oh right? absolutely right so so you know the thing i say to people is if you've not got a bucket list mm -hmm, mm -hmm. make one yeah right literally yeah. just write down on your phone you know the notes section on your phone just go on there <laughs> and write down a few things that you are passionate about wanting to do in your life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and schedule them and get them done Okay. Right. You know, you know, you know, sometimes you can write things down, but then you don't schedule them and, and, and actually, actually do yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first step, I'd say, make a list yeah. of, of, of things. It can be small things, big things, yeah. whatever, whatever, you, you know, and um, then schedule them and do them. OK, so no excuses. Yeah, no. Write excuses. it down. No. Give it a date. And, and do, do it. it. And, 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 go, and go and do it. Yeah. I will do my best. Absolutely. Hopefully the next time I speak to you, I can say I've actually gone and done that helicopter ride. I'm still scared of heights, but I've gone and done yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, overcoming fears, getting out of your comfort zone. And then once you've done it, you'll have an amazing sense of achievement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm like that just after a trip to the gym at the minute. So <laughs> I sort of understand that feeling. <laughs> so shall we dive into a little bit, just, just quickly to give the listeners um, a little bit of context um, sure, sure. as to your background, you know, where you've come from, how you've got to where you are and what it is that you do. So I guess the floor is yours. Um, you go ahead and explain your life's journey so far, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. How shall I give an introduction to myself? Shall I say Jedi Knight? <laughs> shall I say Eternal Soul? <laughs> shall I say, or shall we just start with? Um, uh, I think, um, yeah. So, 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 yeah. I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. Okay, that I, I, I yeah. think you know, a, st a student of life. Um, uh, I'm now 
uh, an author, you know, I've written a book, uh, yeah. The Leadership Adventure, The Five Powerful Secrets Every Leader Should Know. Uh -huh. um, I have, I do a lot of work. I, I do a lot of workshops and coaching around well-being and personal development and leadership. And I work with organizations, businesses, um, staff. Uh, and I also work with young people in schools and in colleges. Mm -hmm. and, and essentially, I help people with their mindset, their soft skills, and all of this sort of this sort of area of of life. Yeah. My own personal story uh, is, you know, I kind of uh, grew up in London, um, born in London. We uh, grew up on a on a council estate, okay. um, and uh, you know, sort of um, at school, I was a very sort of shy kid, right? Very introverted. I was bullied at school as well. Um, okay. and, uh, you know, and obviously through my family, you know, uh, family background sort of as everybody's family, I'm sure everybody's family has a bit of dysfunction. It's like, <laughs> which family is normal, <laughs> exactly. right? You know, so, yeah, yeah, not family if it's not dysfunctional. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, my own person, I've, I've been through a few of my own challenges and, and, uh, and things, but that really then sort of motivated me to look for solutions uh, look for solutions around my own well-being, my own personal growth. Um, and that kind of has led me to the path that I'm on now, which is helping other people, whether it be young people or whether it be business leaders, to um, unleash more of their potential. You know, human beings are awesome. We're all amazing in our own way. We've got so much potential. And that's why I sort of... Um, uh, called my company Be Great. The reason I uh -huh. the reason uh -huh. I've called my business Be Great is because we all have greatness. Each and every single one of us, we all have greatness within us. Yeah. But your greatness is not the same as my greatness. <laughs> it's your own individual greatness. Yeah. And you can't say, oh, I'm greater. My greatness <laughs> is greater than your greatness. No, no, no. It's your individual greatness. Yeah. Um. And and I think while we're here in this life, we have an absolute duty to shine. And to unleash whatever that gift or whatever that greatness is for you. Yeah, absolutely. We had, so we we met up a couple of months ago to actually discuss the content yes. and what yes, we were going to discuss yes, this podcast. Did. And one of the things we touched on, which we are going to come back to a little bit later, is around that sort of, well, what you were just saying there around you know, not taking things for granted, I guess, yeah. is that the, you know, life is temporary yes you know and we are going to come back to this later yes, yes. um but it's that understanding once you sort of appreciate that everything actually is temporary mm. that you can then practice that gratitude piece yeah you know and enjoy every moment that you have got uh, to make every moment count yeah no absolutely and it's the small things right it's the little things you know um you know the other day you know taking my you know my uh my five-year-old daughter is a great negotiator and she's a great influencer right so she can really like you know in that cuteness the cuteness oh, factor so bet. when she wants to get her ice cream or you know and just you know just you know saying to me you know oh daddy like i want an ice I want a, and you know holding her hand mm -hmm. and taking her to you know tesco express or whatever to yeah, get her yeah, yeah. to get to, to get an ice cream right that might seem like <laughs> um a you know just a an insignificant, yeah, yeah, moment. insignificant moment but what i did what i did was i sn I, I actually meant now, now a lot of the time i'm sometimes in my thoughts you know about the future my things to do list oh, i've yeah. got to do this got to do this got to do this or you're all you're all you're thinking about the past or oh, this happened this happened this happened yeah, yeah but 
you know, there's been moments now, and this has come through the practice of mindfulness, which we can which we can touch on with something I teach. Absolutely. Is where I sort of snap myself out of my own thoughts yeah. and and kind of become present in the moment. And 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 I remember thinking that just as I was doing that, oh, this is an amazing moment. Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. holding a hand, taking it to get an ice cream. Yeah. This is an amazing moment. This is the yeah, happiest yeah. moment of my life, even though it seems like just so every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's going to be times where. You know, I've got a 10-year-old and a five-year-old. You know, I'm getting all the hugs and kisses that I can right now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Because there'll be a yeah. time where they don't want to know daddy anymore. <laughs> it's like, forget you, you know? Um, so, so yeah, like every moment, every moment is precious. Every moment of life is Definitely. blessed. Yeah. You know, even simple things, man, like, you know, just the rain or the wind, yeah. a grey sky. It has beauty. It's the simple things, though, that are often the easiest to forget in that way because... Someone said to me a while ago, and it's a phrase that I keep saying with you know in my head to myself with my children, that it's there will be a single one last time that you hold their hand or that you pick them oh, up. Wow. There will be one last time, and you won't know it at the time. Wow. You'll pick them up, you'll hold their hand, and then you'll look back in ten years and go, That was the last time, you know, wow. that I picked my child That's up. That's powerful. Yeah. Um, I which love is that. huge. And my kids are now nine and my stepson's eleven. Mm. So they're starting to get a little bit older and I'm starting to be very, very aware of those one last times. Wow. Um so I think as you said, bringing yourself back into that moment is is incredibly powerful and a lot of people struggle to do it. Yes. You know, there's so much going on. There's tech, there's social media, there's busy, hectic lives. It is sometimes so difficult to be present in that moment. Yes. How do you get yourself to be present in that moment? Is there anything that you do specifically that could actually help someone, you know, follow suit and be present? Sure, sure. So no, that's a great uh that that that, that is a great question. Um and so not to take not to take the podcast into a sort of a morbid direction, <laughs> but death. Okay, mm -hmm. right. The, the the sort of the sort of fact that um things are going to end, right? Yeah. You know, that we are um uh you know, you know, finite in terms of um uh, this particular life, depending on on, on, on your beliefs, uh, uh, spiritual beliefs, and what have you. But I think I think the perspective of of knowing that uh, life is temporary, that one last time, exactly as you've said, right, yeah. is a massive is a massive powerful tool mm -hmm. that can help us live more fully mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and live without fear and become more present and appreciate every moment that we have. Yeah. And this isn't something. This has been done by really um uh a lot of wise people throughout mm -hmm. the ages yeah whether it be the stoic philosophers right epictetus and uh you know uh you know uh, other um marcus aurelius uh, the meditations you know uh, the stoicism uh the ancient greeks you know um and many other philosophers and, and thinkers that often keep like a skull on their on their desk. Yeah, Do you know yeah, this? Yeah. Have you no, heard of this? No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't, yeah. They, it... they, they literally would keep a skull on their desk right. to remind them of death. Wow. Right. You see a lot of like old paintings and stuff with, with, with you know with the, the skulls on the yeah, desk. Yeah. Right. The ancient samurai always, um, you know, the the, the sword. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the sword was a symbol, you know, um, of uh, 
the fact that things are going to the the, the, the things are going to end. So so, so 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 a lot of different practices, whether it be uh, ancient spiritual traditions or religious traditions, yeah. have always sort of emphasized the fact that uh, things are you, you know changeable, um, that things are temporary, and that's not necessarily a, a you know a sad. A sad for thing, sure, you know. Sure, yeah. you, you know, obviously there is sadness involved, but there, but there's a different way of looking at mm-hmm. looking at that situation. Um, so I think that perspective. So I to come back to your question uh, went off on a bit of a tangent, but but to come back to your question, <laughs> I literally, for me personally, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I have a sort of morning ritual. Okay. Um, and part of it is um, I look at uh, uh, my phone is like my journal. Mm-hmm. Now, the mm-hmm. notes section on my phone, I have lots of different things. Right. And I review my goals uh, every day. Mm-hmm. I write down my goals and I review what I'm trying to achieve, what's important okay. to me. Um, there's, a, there's another part of it, who I, well, who I am yep. and what my goals actually are. So I review those things daily. But at the start of that, I've actually written, um, life is temporary. Okay. I'm going to die. That's the first thing that I read. So you, you uh, the yeah, first yeah, you read fact, is a very grounding, yeah, yeah, a very grounding. In fact, in fact, let me just let me just find it here. Just for just just let me just do this quickly, yeah. right? So so on my phone here, yeah. So 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 look, prepared. This is this 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 is what I, this is what I read every day. Prepared mm-hmm. to die at any moment, and therefore and therefore to live fully now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Prepared to die at any moment. And therefore, to live fully now, um, and and you and, wake up to that every yeah, morning. and I read that every day. So uh, you know, I, I, I'll share with you something as well, right? Um, that happened um, as we're on this topic. Something that's been probably one of the most transformational uh, things that have happened to me is that um, last year, in uh, sort of uh, April of last year, twenty twenty two, I lost my mum. Okay. Uh, she was 65, mm-hmm. um, lost her to cancer. Oh. Uh, and for uh, two years or so, um, I, was, I was a carer for my mom. Mm-hmm. And that whole period of time taught me so much. It's been the most transformational period of my life. Yeah. And my mom was such a warrior, <laughs> such a soldier. She yeah. was amazing. The way she, the way she handled it. Yeah. Right. Even on her worst of days, right? You know, she and she was a she was such a she was so positive and she was so philosophical about it. You know what she said to me once, right? Go on, uh, go on. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I, and this is and this was really really made me think. And I've written it down, and it's uh, it shaped the way I the, the way I think. You know, I was giving her some, I was giving her some medication, right? Uh-huh. And she said to me, "I can either laugh or cry about this situation, right?" Yeah. Right, the fact that I have to take this horrible medicine, me- yeah. medicine. But if I cr- if I if I cry about it, I've got to take the medicine anyway. Well, so yeah. now I've got two problems: yeah. the crying, <laughs> the crying, and the medication. <laughs> See, I have I have some I have a similar analogy that's maybe not quite as elegant as that. But the other day, I did come across a phrase: that's, "I don't understand people that don't laugh at farts." Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, this is completely inappropriate <laughs> to where yeah, the conversation yeah, yeah, has yeah, just yeah, been. Yeah. But it's a very similar <laughs> sort of interpretation. But if you don't laugh at them, you've got to smell them and put up with them anyway. But you're not laughing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you've still got the same amount of farts going around. 
But you're not happy. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I know it's that. nowhere near as elegant as no, what you've no, just described. I love that. But... In fact, I'm going to write that one down. I might use. I might nick that from you, Adam. I might nick you that one. That, that, that is wicked. I love that. I must say, I just I couldn't help. It's just one of those things. You know, when you read something, you chuckle. Yeah. You just remember it. Yeah. It was one of those moments, and I think that sort of it has a, obviously a deeper meaning. Yeah, of course. But it's it's a, it's a good analogy, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? Life is full of those farty moments. Oh, 100%. we got you know you know life is full of like horrible farty moments, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and 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 literally that it's like, well, what are you? You know how are you? So so you can't you can't change it. It's happened. You're in this situation. So, so, you know, you can either, you can laugh about it or cry about it. You know, you can either choose to have a positive mindset about it and, or, or not. And, and, and this is, this is exactly what my workshops and, and my coaching is all about. It's yeah. about, it's about the story that you tell yourself. Yeah. 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 So some of the things I want to touch on, on the back of our initial conversation a couple of months ago, mm. um, around things like self-confidence, self-love, and how to be happy in, in those pursuits of, you know, improvement, uh, reaching goals, and that kind of thing. So obviously you're a business owner yourself, and there are many business owners out there that probably, whether they're aware of it or not, it's beside the point, don't actually know how to be happy. You know, we're always pursuing something. Mm. The, hu- the human race is exceptional, always pursuing the next yes. greatest thing. Yes. So I guess from you... Um, what is it that you could say or what is it that you do, in fact, that helps you to stay happy whilst pursuing your goals? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I, I, I love that, you know, because there's this phenomenon that happens that is um, where it's next, 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 which is th- th- that mindset that says, when I achieve so-and-so amount of money, then I'll be happy. Yep. Right. And the funny thing is, when you get to that point, uh, it's something else. It's next. It's ne- yeah. it's ne- yeah. Or when I find that perfect partner, then th- that perfect relationship or whatever it may be, there's this yeah. there's this striving for next, next, next. And and the striving for next. Right. Uh, and and ambitions and goals uh-huh. and, 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 and that human um, that human drive that we have within us. Right. The human drive that yeah, we yeah. have within us. Right of explore exploration of pushing our boundaries mm-hmm. of going towards the next right you look at that recent submarine tragedy yeah, yeah, that yeah, happened yeah, absolutely you, know, yeah. you know it's such a tragic event that happened but there was a spirit there's that that adventure spirit right yeah you know, yeah, yeah again tr- you know uh, which i think we're all we've got within within ourselves mm-hmm. um so that's that striving is all well and good right so that's important i mm-hmm. think that's what gets us to uh, eventually, maybe have a colony on Mars right? when, <laughs> yeah. we, when we when we when we when uh, we speaking well, with Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Elon Musk, your next guest on on the podcast. Um, so, 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 yeah. That that striving's important, but at the same time, can we can we also balance that with being present, with um, being content? Uh, being happy as we pursue our goals. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want to use the word content because content might seem like, oh, it's very still and you're not, uh, yeah, oh, and yeah, I'm not doing sure. anything. Sure. So yeah, you can be you can be very ambitious, but you can be um, happy within yourself on the journey because we're all on that journey. So it's appreciating the journey. Um, you know, it's the yin and the yang. Absolutely. Right? 
Um, and, you know, I think perspective's a massive thing. You know, my favorite rhyme, yeah, you know, yeah. my favorite rhyme is it goes, I had the blues because I had no shoes. When upon the street, I happened to meet a man with no feet. <laughs> I yeah, really like yeah, that. Yeah. Had the blues. I had no <laughs> I shoes. I really like that. When, yeah. You know, I've not, I'm complaining because I've got no trainers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? But there's yeah, somebody yeah. else that's got no feet. So, so to realize you and me right now, Adam, right? Compared to a lot of people out there in the world, we're multi We're living the life. Oh, we're, absolutely. We're living I, the dream. I completely agree. And it's just perspective. Yeah. Right? And there's a billionaire saying, oh, man, my yacht's not as big as, you know, <laughs> he's got a bigger yacht than me. <laughs> so, so I think, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to know yourself, right? You've got, uh -huh. to, you've got uh, again... Um, ground yourself, that practice of mindfulness, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. practice of appreciation. Again, I, you know, on my on the on the document folder, on, you know, the notes folder on my phone. Yeah. Again, is my the things I'm thankful for, the things I feel blessed for. Um, so, and then and then you're just trying to you're just trying to pursue your next step. You're trying to get to your next yeah, level, not anybody thing, else's, not anybody else's, not comparing yourself to anyone else in the world right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not feeling oh you know keeping up with the joneses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. forget keeping up with the joneses or in my community keeping up with the patels <laughs> right <laughs> or whoever it may be for our listeners out there in terms of their community you're always trying to keep up with somebody on social oh you know he's he's gone and done that he's gone and done that she's gone and done this she's she's looking yeah. like this. oh they're they're living the life you don't know everybody everyone just posts the highlight reels of yeah, their life yeah, right yeah. that's what social media is absolutely but social media is now that that projection tool that you it know is. would have been your next door neighbor a few years ago before social yes. media. Like you yes. said, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Patels, etc. Yeah. But now social media is that window into other people's successes. Successes, yes. That we are so so obsessed with yes. to the point of we do it ourselves, don't we? We're, we're aware of this. Yeah. You know, as individuals, we are aware that people post their best selves online. Yeah, of course. But when was the last time that? Either of us posted something yeah, that of was, was crap, was shockingly bad, <laughs> yeah. embarrassing, a mistake, a failure. I don't think I ever know. Yeah, we're not. But I we're know not I should. Yes, oh, we probably should. Yes, we probably should. Um, I, and I think I think social media is a very very positive tool. Okay, it gets a bad. It gets sometimes gets a yeah. uh, you know a bad rep, but it has a lot of positive benefits education connection so many oh, yeah. good aspects and and it's not going anywhere it's only going to increase Absolutely. right that that's the future um however again as our lives become so much more digital as they become so much more complex um we need the yin and the yang. We need to be able to then ground ourselves. We need to take ourselves off social media sometimes. We mm -hmm. need to practice mindfulness, presentness, self-love, knowing ourselves, yeah. rooting and grounding ourselves mm -hmm. so we can navigate the complex and ch ever-changing world that we, that, that, that we operate in. I completely agree. Now, you've mentioned self-love there. What does self-love actually mean? What does it look like? And how do we improve it as individuals? Self-love. <laughs> Give yourself a hug. Do we need the peace sign sort of like necklaces yeah, yeah. to come out at this point? It sounds very, it sounds kind of corny, doesn't it? Self-love yeah. and stuff. But but it's such a, but you know something, Adam? It's so, it's so important, right? It's such an important um, thing. Uh, you know, in the, in the coaching and training that I do, whether it's with business leaders, whether it's with young people, um, 
and just individuals in general, so many people have low self-esteem. Um, they have uh, a very low regard for their, for, for their own well-being. And, and especially, I would say, especially um, very empathetic people as well. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, if you're, if you're an empath uh, or you're in a position of being a carer, um, you know, you're caring for someone, you're yeah. a parent, you, you know, you're giving, you're a teacher, you're giving, yeah. you know, um, you know, you're great at, you know, these sorts of people and, and a lot of people, they are, they're great at giving advice to other people. Yeah. Like, oh, you should do this or listening to their friends or their family, you know, but when it comes to themselves, do you know, they're very sort of their self-talk mm -hmm. about themselves is mm -hmm. like, I'm no good. I'm rubbish. I'm, and even worse. Yeah, even, yeah. even worse. Yeah. Like really, you know, really bad sort of. We're our own worst enemy, though. A lot of the time, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And and the key thing, the key thing that I say, uh, in in my workshops, my coaching, the 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 the, the most important thing to remember is that one of our most important relationships is the relationship that we have with ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of the most important relationships we have is the relationship that we have with ourselves. Yeah. And that is about, it's about many things. So that's about our self-talk, how, how, you know, what we, we say in, what our, minds we say in our minds, yeah. what we say in our minds to ourselves, you know, um, you know, we all, we all talk to ourselves, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's not just you, it's like, we, we all have this voice in our head, right? Uh, what we say to ourselves, self-love is about boundaries as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whether you come across, you know, because there's different personality types in this in this world. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, uh, and I've come across um, my fair share of narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths <laughs> and uh, different type of interesting personality types. As you know, you know, as, as like you, the word interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 As you go about as you go about life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially like because um, I. Uh, I would identify myself as quite an em empathetic person. And I'm also probably um, known as a, uh, a, a HSP. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, which is a highly sensitive person. Okay. Right. It, you, you know, which doesn't mean that, oh, you know, uh, you know you're know, you soft, you know, you're, you're a bit of a wuss, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people might say that about me. But, um, <laughs> but, but it's like, um, you know, I'm kind of like an intuitive, like, an intuitive, a creative, um, yeah, quite yeah. introspective, yeah. quiet and, 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 and shy. It doesn't seem that because I talk in front of like a thousand, you know, I can go in front of a stage of a thousand people and go and talk and present. And, you know, there is this... such thing as an introverted extrovert. Yeah, and I think that's exactly yeah, what you're yeah, describing. Yeah, it's something, <laughs> something along those lines. But yeah, just, um, yeah, self-love is just about, is just about knowing who you are um, and then, and then just regarding yourself with a bit of, uh, a bit of care, a, mm -hmm. you, you know, mm -hmm. and a practical tip, you know, like a practical tip that I would, I would say to, uh, to the listeners out there, I'd say, you know, okay, so, um, what is, what is something that you want? You know, and, and let's just start as a, you know, let's just start as a simple, you know, um, what, what is something that you'd like? Would you like a burger? Would you like a, you know, would you like, a, you know, would you like some fries? Would you like <laughs> a massage? Would you like to, you know, you know, like go and yeah, go and actually write yeah. it down. So certain things. Are there certain things that you do that's your passion mm -hmm. that you haven't been doing? So you mentioned to me, for example, you said of your music's right. Your yeah, music yeah, is very yeah. important yeah, to you, yeah. right? So what does your what does your music mean to you? It, you know, for me, so it's always been an escape. It's always been something that I can lose myself in. 
So it's almost like, you know, when you go into those hyper-focused mm. moments, like when you're working, when you're really deeply involved into something. So I get that with, you know, my day-to-day -day work, um, when I'm in the office and, and, and networking and like, but when I sit down and I'm writing or I'm creating or I'm playing music, yeah. I'm like in this place, and this is going to sound super corny and super cheesy, but I'm in like my little zone, <laughs> my, my Adam's world, if yes. you like. Yes. Um, and I think we can all access that. Yes. with our different interests and passions and stuff yes. for me it just so happens to be music wow for a lot of people it's music but i think everyone's got their like zone yeah it, yeah their you place. can call it that yeah yeah i love that yeah so that's self-love that's mm -hmm. it you know when you do that if you were not playing your music you know if you if you got so busy looking after looking after your kids looking after you know, doing your work getting so and then not taking the time to go and do the thing that lights you up yeah right and going to like, like honoring it's it's about it's about honoring yourself absolutely you know yeah i, I agree, uh, I do so, agree. So, so 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 like i say your listeners you know write down write write down some stuff that you want to go and do yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and do those things just give just, yourself give yourself some give yourself a treat give yourself yeah. um you know um you know just some just some and then forgive yourself as well you know like mm -hmm. forget like it's forget there's so many aspects of self-love right it's not just oh, yeah. it's not about yeah, just yeah. treats and massages and things it's like <laughs> it's like forgive yourself Right. You know, we all make mistakes. We're all human beings, um, you know, have boundaries, have, um, you know, and just I'll, it was quite funny because um, at a point in my journey, I was um, uh, on my business journey. I was yeah. actually working with um, some people that were addicted to class A drugs. OK. Yeah. Uh, and it was very interesting in how uh, the rehabilitation of people to get off addiction and things like that is, is, you know, and, and one of the exercises that, you know, I had sort of recommended to people to do, and it was, it was quite funny because they were like, some of them were like big gangster type, <laughs> very, uh, macho type of characters, right? Did you um, wear your pink shirt yeah, when yeah, you went well, to meet them as pink, well? Pink shirt, pink shirt. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, who's this? Who is this skinny Indian chap telling me, you know, <laughs> telling me all of that? But 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 somehow they, uh, they, 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 you know, they 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 were not always very keen on taking the advice. But but they, yeah. they, 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 you know, I did recommend it, and we did have some results with it. Where okay. where you get in the mirror and say, literally, go in front of the mirror and say, "I love me. I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm amazing." Right? Yeah. And in the beginning, you're gonna feel like. A little oh, damp, yeah, a little... Yeah, just make sure mm. nobody hears you, right? You know, you know, what the hell is he talking about in the bathroom, <laughs> right? You but, you know, you get in front of the mirror and you and you say these words to yourself, right? And in the beginning, you just feel like imposter syndrome. You feel like, oh, yeah. man, what is this? Yeah, oh, I feel yeah. so, like, icky. But what happened over time is when they repeated it, you know, they were able to build that self-love, right? They mm -hmm. were able to build... Because after all, our words are powerful. Mm -hmm. And a yeah, lot of yeah. addiction, yeah. a lot of addiction comes from um, other reasons. The reason you get into an addictive cycle is because there's deeper things going on. I mean, that's a massive, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. massive area, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like, and it's not egoistic, right? It's not, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm blowing my own trumpet and who do you think you are? No, no, you know, um, I think, a healthy dose of self-love is is, 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 is is very, very important in terms of our confidence, our self-esteem um, and, and, and what we go on to do um, in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, that 
sort of practice piece around so you say like i know you said it sounds silly but like saying the i love me in the mirror and mm. stuff like that mm. yeah it might feel strange to begin with but i guess with repetition and almost like a rehearsal isn't it you are training the brain which if you think of it as a muscle you, you, yeah. you couldn't build your biceps in the gym by just looking at the weights right exactly you got to do something exactly and exactly. by saying and repeating your brain is learning it's ingraining yeah. this into yeah you know yeah so two things there it's like you write it down Okay, so written, mm -hmm. you're reading it, makes and it tangible, yeah, makes and it you're real. tangible, and, and you're saying it. Yeah. So, um, and it's part of NLP or neuro linguistic programming. So I've I've uh, practiced um, uh, and 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 do sort of NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. Which is neuro just means uh, the brain, linguistic means the words that we use, and programming, as you said, that repetition is mm -hmm. literally how our how our thoughts and our words program mm -hmm. our behavior. Yeah, yeah. Powerful stuff. See, I have something that I do. So touching back on like when I go into my zone, if you like, mm. that I'll create something, right? Whether that's music, whether it's a design, whether it's a, a website for a client, whether it's a piece of music for myself or a client, I will spend hours on it. And I think this is, this is, brilliant i'm really enjoying this i like the vibe i like the feel i'm really into this yes right? but then i'll get to a point where i'm i don't know if i've been too over exposed to what i'm working on that i think this is actually a load of crap this is awful i'm rubbish at this and i don't say very nice things i mean that is putting it very nicely and i guess this happens with a lot, with a lot of things and i guess for a lot of people as well that that inner critic starts yes. to come out yes and obviously with practicing this i love me i am where i need to be i am worth something that is a hell of a huge important piece to improve that mindset um i've been a very very self-critical person since i was little always have been i think i always will be mm. but i manage it with the exercises pretty much that you've yes you've amazing. outlined there amazing amazing and that's so important that's so important because i think as a as a creative you 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 come uh, you strike me as a, as a, as definitely a creative. I try to be. Are, are you a bit? Are you, are you a bit of a perfectionist? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so you know, and and, and I, I'm a fellow artist soul as well, like 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 you, right? And and I think, I think when you are that creative type, we go through, we go through different things, don't we? We go through different emotions, especially with oh, work. You know, with oh. work, and you know, and and the thing that I think's helped me a lot is. Is, is realizing that it's a process. Mm -hmm. um, have you come across uh, Professor Carol Dweck's work, uh, Stanford University professor, around mm. the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset? Have you heard of this? I, I It rings a bell. It does ring a bell. I'm assuming I've probably heard of it in some capacity, whether it's from her or another yes. individual. Yes. I mean, it's an amazing, it's, it, it, it's, ama it's an amazing concept, but basically the fixed mindset says... Um, I'm only good at this. I'm only, um, you know, I am, I'm good at maths and that's mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm good, uh, you know, I, I'm a good artist and that's it. And I'm, yeah. you know, uh, or whatever it may be. Right. Or you say, I'm not creative or I am not good at maths. Mm -hmm. Right. It's fixed whether you're good or yeah, you're not yeah, good. Yeah. Whatever your perception of yourself is, it's fixed. Mm -hmm. The growth mindset is basically, okay, I'm not good at maths yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not, create I'm, I'm not so good at art yet yeah. i can improve if i put effort and if i if i work on it 
uh, I can improve. And part of the growth mindset is the willingness to fail. Yeah. Is the willingness yeah, yeah. to do bad work. Yeah. Is the willingness to, uh, you know, not, you know, put something out that's not so great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, make mistakes. Be vulnerable. Absolutely. And and you go through that learning. You go through that learning process. Yeah. A really interesting, a really in- so so the famous experiment that that Carol Dweck did. Right. I'll just share this with you. Is mm-hmm. um, uh, there were two groups of students. Okay. Okay. And, um. She gave both of these groups a maths challenge, okay? Um, And to one group, she gave something called uh, fixed praise, right? So what she said in fixed praise was she said, you guys are geniuses, you're amazing, you're clever, (laughs) you're so smart, right? You're well done, you're amazing, you're so smart, you're great, you're a genius. Fixed type of praise. Yeah. To the other group who did that maths paper, those students, she gave something called process praise. Okay. Process praise is where she actually said, she didn't say, you're a genius, you're clever, you're smart. She actually praised the process. She said, well done for putting in so much effort. Well done for working so hard. I could see that you were really trying to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done. I could see that you're working really hard on that and well done for your effort. So she basically praised the process. She praised okay. the effort of the students. Then interestingly, Carol Dweck, she came back and she said, right, who would like we, who would like to try a harder paper? So she had a more challenging maths paper. Uh-huh. And it was very interesting to know that the fixed praised group, when she asked them, the ones that said, you're a genius, you're clever, yep. said, no, thank you, Carol. We won't go for that. The process praise students said, oh, yes, please. Tell me why. Why do you think that is? Go on. Tell me. Tell me why you think that they is. They were praised for the actual courage that they had to push, right? Mm. So they were given that praise on the basis that look, you've tried, you've yes. done excellent there, yeah, and it's shown that you are capable. Yes. So I guess by presenting them with that choice of having a harder paper is like actually based on the current well the feedback that I had previously mm. is that I can do this, I am capable of this, and I can push if I apply myself. Yes, I can do it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because because that it, it they 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 knew that because it, as as you said because it was the effort because they could push themselves because it was what they were putting in. Well, why not? Yeah, exactly. Right? They were pre- but however, the 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 geniuses, the ones that were told they were geniuses, well, or, on or that too pedestal, smart, they're on away, that pedestal. So what does it mean? So what that meant is. If I now do the harder paper and I fail, it means I'm not a genius anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My identity is being challenged. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, and you know, I can't you you, you know, we have so many issues around yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, around that fixed fixed identity. Yeah. So we've got to develop so what I think is what we what we've got to massively do is develop a growth mindset around around everything in life. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. willingness to fail, the willingness to do it badly, yeah, yeah. the willingness to like goof, and then you're going to get good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the story of Thomas Edison is, you know, um, famous story, inventing the light bulb, right? He yeah. fails like a thousand times, uh-huh. like fail, 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 fail. And then his friend goes up to him and he says, uh, Thomas, we need to have a chat. You know, we all have friends like this, I'm sure, Adam, right? So sometimes, you know, player haters, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right? And, 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 and he comes up and his friend says, uh, 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 and, his friend, and his friend says to him, oh, you failed a thousand times. Um, give it up. Right. You failed a thousand times. Give it up. Okay. You're never going to make a light bulb. 
And Tom Edison famously says to his friend, my friend, I've not failed a thousand times. I've just learned a thousand times how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> I've just learned. Again, how you perceive yeah, things, isn't a it? A thousand times how not to do it. So next time somebody says to you, oh, you failed at that. Yeah. Or you made a mistake on that. You say, no, I didn't. I, I'm just learning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm literally just learning life. You know, and all your mistakes, all your, you know, they were just all learning experiences. Yeah. Life yeah. is a school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And learning never comes to an end. Yeah. So you can't, what people do, they hold, it's come back to itself, they hold their mistakes with them. They hold their regrets, weighing them down. No, everyone makes mistakes. Every, you know, it's based yeah. on the knowledge of what you knew at the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you're not supposed to hold on to your mistakes and your regrets. They're just learning experiences. Yeah. You move on from and you evolve. And what's the age old saying? You know, a mistake that you make once mm. is a mistake. A mistake that you make twice isn't a mistake, it's a decision. That's right. So if you're making yeah. the same mistake over and over again, then there yeah, is definitely an issue yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we need to, yeah, <laughs> we need to address yeah, that. Yeah, we need to address that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're making a mistake and you're learning from it, then that is progress, that is growth, that is positive. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, that, I think, again, just comes back to, right, can we just go into social media for just a second based on that success and failure thing? Sure. We need to set a challenge. I think, of getting people to share their failures as well as their successes. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a great idea. I think what that would do, um, I think what that would do is to, I think that would be really good for everyone's mental health, actually, mm -hmm. for everyone's mental well-being. Because whoever you're looking out there and thinking, Oh, they're amazing. They're perfect. They're brilliant. They're so awesome. And I'm so rubbish. Yeah. Right. Yeah, compared yeah, to them. Yeah. Right. You'd realize that actually we're all human beings. Yeah. We all make mistakes and we're all uh, vulnerable. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. And you know what that creates as well. Right. I think that creates connection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You Relatability. Know, isn't you it? know, it, you, you relate to, you, you can relate to somebody yeah, yeah. that is actually like, uh, not perfect, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and that's very human. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. I think there's there's a lot of people or a lot of people in positions of influence, if you like, that don't necessarily admit that they are actually a human. Yeah, you know, a human that makes mistakes, a human that actually didn't get everything perfect the first time of trying it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, um, and, and and that's it can be very very detrimental to a lot of people's you know, well-being, health, outlook and stuff, because they're seeing these people in, in, in these ivory towers mm. of like this person, everything they touch is gold. Everything, every word that comes out of their mouth generates wealth, happiness, <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know. Um, and I think we are scared because of the examples that these people provide to share our experiences in that capacity of it being a mistake. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's interesting because this is a massive now area. Um, a, a lot of the work that I do is around leadership and, mm -hmm. and, and the business mm -hmm. world and the future of the workplace and how the workplace is evolving. And and yeah. and, and one of the themes um, in the workplace is around authenticity. Mm -hmm. Lead the authentic leader yeah. or leaders being vulnerable, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and I think... COVID-19 really changed a lot of things. The pandemic really changed a lot of things in terms of our, our expectations, 
uh, around what we want from our workplace, what we want from our leaders. Yeah. And that did bring down, you know, I think that did make things a lot more real. Yeah. yeah In the yeah, sense yeah, of, you know, you know, during the pandemic, you'd be like, you'd be doing a Zoom call and or a Teams meeting and, you know, kids would be in the background, the cat would be there and you were, you were almost let into people's homes and into their lives. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that, and that sort of, that barrier was, was sort of, um, you know, a little bit let down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, in terms yeah, of things. We let so, our guard so, down. yeah, 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 you let yeah. our guard, you know, you let your guard down. And, and I think that, um, created a new sort of, um, I think work culture as well in terms mm -hmm. of, in terms of what people want from, you know, well-being's massive, authenticity's mass yeah. massively important in terms of what we expect from our leaders. Just, just keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I agree. Um, I think the Great Resignation, you know, were was a result of where you've got employees that are essentially completely disengaged. Disengaged. They've got managers or leaders that are very old school mm -hmm. in their in their approach yeah yeah, yeah. um and I, and I know and i don't think it will work anymore i think i think things have really evolved especially with this generation now mm. generation z or whatever whatever it is that are coming coming <laughs> i think they've got totally different expectations of yeah. of yeah. of the workplace the way they think so i think um being vulnerable being authentic um you know and and still and and finding the and, and finding the balance it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you know you've got to just share <laughs> you know your most uh you know worst worst moments right you know, it you know i'm you scared can, of going yeah, for a yeah, in front yeah, of other yeah, people yeah, kind of can, stuff yeah yeah you can you could take it you could take it too far yeah but i think what good leaders what good leaders will be able to do is to find the right balance obviously in the yeah, workplace yeah, yeah. there's a you know there's a job to be done yeah. there's targets to achieve there's you know you know all of that that remains but just being able to connect with people Absolutely. being able to have that empathy that emotional intelligence yeah. massive it, it, it's huge it's so and so and so important there is and I'll, i say this so much that people work in different ways they they live in different ways they view the world differently old school leadership in that sense mm. of expecting your your employees your team whatever mm. to work in the exact same way that you do yes it's not going to work anymore no you know that that position of ruling from fear yes no longer makes sense no. in this world people are, yeah. are too savvy too intelligent and and i think have more of an understanding of their own value now yes and that's so important and this it comes back to that self-esteem piece you can only control, you know, you know how, how people are controlled. People are controlled by their low self-esteem. Mm. Mm -hmm. When you don't have high self-worth and you don't have high self-esteem, you can be controlled. Yeah. Right. And people are controlled through fear. Uh, you know, you know, stay, you know, oh, you know, you've got to stay in this job because, uh, you know, you know, you're, there'll be consequences. But, yeah, there'll be consequences. Well, well, if there is, if you have high self-worth and self-esteem, yeah, yeah. you're like, well, I know my potential. I know my value. I know what I can bring to a business. And there's a world of opportunity out there for me. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm not the right fit for you, well, I'll go somewhere else. Absolutely. And, and the best, most talented employees, right? You know, if you've got a, a genius, you know, employee, right? Well, then as a leader, you better work 
hard <laughs> as well to actually engage and keep them happy, right? Absolutely. So so they don't they don't go somewhere else. Otherwise, you're going to lose your best people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sort of employee retention piece is is huge at the minute. We have silent quitting or silent resignations now where it's not technically a resignation, but you are doing the bare minimum to get by. And that is either lack of motivation, lack of belief in what you do, lack of belief in your your job, what what it's worth. Um, And I think it's uh, a great opportunity for leaders to business owners to managers and stuff to recognize those signs when people start to become disengaged and figure out why. Not looking at, right, what you're doing now is not good enough. Like you cannot come from that angle anymore. What you've done is approach, look, this isn't right. We acknowledge that. But how do we make it better? How, what do you need? What do we need to do? How can we work together to create an environment that actually you can thrive in, that you enjoy, yes. that gives you some worth yes. or, or makes you feel valued? Yes. Because the output that you're given at the minute isn't the output that you're capable of, yeah. rather than it become from, coming from a place of, of anger, of disrespect or... Mm. Uh, frustration if you like yeah how people are spoken to how uh how they're treated it's all these basic it sounds so simple right but do, do, you know but they're easy things it comes down against to, we're all people we're all human we've all got that's feelings it. i don't care what anybody says you could be the most macho aggressive strong person whatever whatever stereotype you can imagine at this point yeah you've got feelings <laughs> whether you yes. care to admit it or not yes and and we like to think of the workplace as very rational. You know, we yeah. like to think of it, oh, we're all very rational, very logical. But absolutely, human beings are emotional creatures, right? We have emotions that play a massive part in how we feel. And essentially, everyone at their work wants to be happy. So what the, what's the leader's job? The leader's job is how do you create an environment in which people are happy, right? Where people can thrive. And that's about changing uh, your leadership style that's about um, engaging people the way that you communicate with people connecting with people all of these things are, are, are massively important yeah, yeah. They, they really are and I think we're at the point of this starting to improve I think mm. a lot of our modern cultures in the workplace and within businesses um, are becoming a lot more aware of yes. people's feelings yeah, yeah. And, and I think especially since the pandemic absolutely I think that was a change that, that was a game changer it really was and for the world, think, for the world. Do you think I was down to a lot of, of, of trust and improvement in trust? Because a, a lot of employees were working from home yep. in an environment where they couldn't be scrutinized yep. or monitored. Yep. Um, <laughs> and when their output was still th- just as good, or if not better than when it was in the office, yes, leaders, employers, whatever, would probably realize, actually, <laughs> we've got a cracking workforce here. We can trust them. That gives them a sense of... Yeah, being respected, if you like, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you it's know. so funny. It's so funny you bring that point of about the um, uh, uh, about working from home, because that's it, isn't it? You would think, right, that, uh, and it's interesting the conversations that I'm having with uh, certain business leaders and 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 things that I hear from uh, um, employees and, and 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 people that I work with, in the sense of, you would think that okay, well, if you work from home. So long as you're getting your work done, whatever we've agreed to get done, yeah. then, well, w- well, what's the problem, yeah. right? You know, what, what? Then, then there's another argument which I, I can see both sides of it as well from yeah. from uh, the business owner's perspective. Well, there's yeah, a yeah. thing around culture. There's a thing around like, um, you know, you can't always just ask your colleague a question. It's not so easy. You know, you know, you could just go to the water cooler or you could just go to the 
go to your colleague's desk when you're working in the office and just like bounce ideas off each other. There's an energy, there's an energy aspect, there's a culture aspect. All of these things are massively important, right? So, 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 so yeah, that's that's a positive side um, of working within the office, the culture, the bouncing off ideas of each other. Um, but you know, sometimes it's actually a control freak um, leader or a control freak boss. Yeah. Which means where it doesn't matter. I just want to see you and I just want to have my eyes on you <laughs> and make sure that you're not going, you know, um, chilling out, having a having a nap in your pajamas or whatever it is at home and making yourself snacks. And I want to, I want to be able to see and it's a control thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I agree. And, and I think that is where employees get really disengaged and that's where they're looking to jump ship absolutely absolutely and that that is micromanagement it is scrutiny it's you know it's everything isn't it you know when you're looking at tracking the every minute every second of someone's day that that's almost a we don't believe you're doing what you should be doing yes Um, it's true yeah you don't trust me exactly yeah so essentially you don't trust me Hmm. how do you feel if you're not trusted at work it's not a great feeling. It's not a great feeling. Yeah, it's not a great feeling. <laughs> no. Exactly. And, and, and again, it just leads to disengagement, doesn't it? But I, I think you know, there is a lot more awareness around that now. That is something I haven't seen for a very, very long time mm. it, within the business world of, of it being very overly scrutinized, very heavy, very impersonal. Yeah. Um, and I think we are seeing a massive shift towards that. A lot of businesses, also we get a lot of business owners on this podcast. Everyone has their own outlooks, their own takes. But nearly every single one of them has always come back to this whole people first mm-hmm. mindset yeah. piece, and 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 yeah. it is it's great only, to hear. It's, it's, it's in a positive direction, isn't it? It really is. It really is. The I mean, well-being you... of employees, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 moving in the right direction. We've got a lot of work still to do, but it's moving in the right direction, which is which is massive. Yeah, and it's it's needed it for a very long time. Um, but I think your point around the younger generations being a little bit more aware as to what they're worth is going to be an interesting shift over the next few years because I think millennials are at a very similar point. Yeah. You know, but I think they have a lot are more. Are you ang- a millennial? I am. I am I'm a millennial. Yeah. I think I'm classed as a I think we have a lot more anxiety than than Gen Z and, and, <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> we seem to have been landed with the, the anxiety genes. Um, but I think it's an interesting sort of like balance at the minute between the two, three, four generations that we have. Yes. Um, as to how these different individuals work. I mean, we've got a couple of Gen Zs in the office, some some younger folk. We have some yeah. older folk. Yeah. Uh, everyone works differently. Everyone has their own like uh, habits and, and needs and wants and ways of communicating. And it is always, always interesting. But it provides us a basis to learn and grow. And that is what it comes down to all the time is how do we learn? How do we grow? How do we get better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so important. Lifelong, lifelong learning and, and, and also um, understanding yourself. Yeah. That's, that's important. You've got all these different personalities and you've got all these, you know, you've got to always, I think, what, as a leader, as an individual, you know, in whatever capacity you are, you have to always take out time for yourself. I agree. Like go into your own, go into your own zone, mm-hmm. go into your own sanctuary, go into your own space, and and then you can go out into the world, into the workplace, and deal with all the different energies and all the different personalities and all the different yeah, things yeah, that are yeah. going on. It's very important to do that because if you if you're just if you're just in the mix all the time, 
you're going to get drained. Oh, 100%. 100%. That is one of my other questions that I wanted to ask around work-life balance. What it actually bloody is, because so many people have different takes and views on it. Mm. How to manage it. Does it exist? Is it a thing? How can we improve it? And is it necessary? What is work-life balance to you? Um, work-life balance to me, right? Um, and this is only from... Yeah, that, on like, a I can only, I can't speak from a, a hit-end perspective, right? <laughs> is I sort of studied... So, so, so just a little bit of story. So I studied yeah. law. I did a legal practice course, okay. right? Um, and I remember I did a work experience once uh, 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 in my younger days with with a with a barrister, right? Um, uh, and um, and I said, oh, I uh, I want to become, and you know, he had like sort of lines, you know, lines <laughs> on his face, and he looked really like um, wisdom lines, yeah, yeah, yeah wisdom <laughs> lines, right? Um, and 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 I said, oh, I'm I'm thinking about you know going into law as a profession. He said, all right, if you, you know, he said to me, all right, if you, if you want to pursue law as a profession, be prepared for the law to become your life. <laughs> That's what he said to me, prepare, prepare to become for the law. And I, and I said, oh, That's no, very heavy. I don't want, no, no, I don't want the law to become. A, so anyway, I thought I wanted to become a, uh, you know, a, uh, a lawyer, yeah. you know, in the, in the Indian community, in the old, you know, old, it's changing now, but it yeah. used to be accountant, lawyer, or doctor. <laughs> you know, your son can be an accountant, a lawyer, or a doctor. My son is a doctor, right? You know, or, or, uh, uh, or a lawyer, right? So, so that's what I—that's what I thought it was. Um, but actually, now for me, what I found is that I've kind of carved out my own path in terms of what yeah, I do. Yeah. I found myself like I couldn't actually work in a traditional job that I didn't—I didn't actually like. What, why? Why was that? Because I'd have this feeling of being really excited because it's Friday, because it's the weekend, <laughs> right? And then on. Then on Sunday night, just after six o'clock or whatever, right? Or maybe a bit earlier, about past four o'clock, you have this sinking feeling. It's like, mm -hmm. Oh shit, it's um It's time to go to it's bed. It's time to go to work. And then I know it, what I'm waking it's, up it's, to. It's a whole week of, you know, so it's a whole week ahead, right? Yeah, so yeah. so um and that so 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 essentially if you don't enjoy your work, this is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. If you don't enjoy your work, then it becomes work. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 work then, isn't it? Yeah. But for me, Right. I love what I do. Right. I love because it's creative. Mm -hmm. It's my I feel like I'm doing what I was born to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. That I, I feel like I'm, you know, on Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, I'm I'm moving. <laughs> You're getting everything. I, yeah, you need. yeah. 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 In terms of self-actualizing, I'm yeah, self-actualizing yeah. my, my potential. And I think that's oh. what everybody in the workplace. Um, I know you can't always like, do you know, what I mean, make your art your get money yeah, yeah, I, yeah i realize yeah. that i realize yeah, yeah. It. but but as much as you can have a certain joy and satisfaction in what yeah. you do then what happens is it's not work in that sense so for me uh i'm always you know doing things and 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 you know there are obviously aspects of my work that i don't don't particularly enjoy but it's all it's all fun and and uh what i have and and what i do as well is i have lots of I have lots of hobbies and interests mm -hmm. uh, and other things that I'm doing that are part of my work-life balance. You know, yeah. that are yeah, that, yeah. That, that that are not. You know, whether it's to you know time spent with my girls, um, you know, my spiritual uh, practice, mm -hmm. uh, other aspects of other aspects of. You know, I love learning, yeah. like lifelong yeah, learner. Yeah. You know, so so there's a whole bunch of stuff that I do that's all part of. Um, 
a balance. My, yeah, a balance, uh, a, 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 harm, a harmonious, a harmonious life where 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 what I do to earn money fits into fits into that. Mm-hmm, fits mm-hmm. Into I that. love that. Yeah. So what you're saying there is you you can have a work life balance, but if you love what you do, mm. then it's an easy balance. It's a natural yeah, balance. It's, it's natural. something that you know it's fits natural. You. It's natural. I, I feel sorry for people that are um, in in jobs that they don't enjoy and mm-hmm. they and they have to literally drag themselves. Yeah. They get that horrible. They get a Friday feeling. Yeah. They get the, hor- the horrible. The horrible Sunday. The Sunday feeling of the week yeah. ahead. I really feel sorry for them. And I don't. And and, and what I would the advice I'd give to them is, um, you know, try and try and find you know because over time that's going to be very stressful isn't yeah. it and that's going to have an impact yeah. on your health potentially i mean look at how so, many hours you spend out of your life as a whole in yeah. the workplace yeah you know versus how many years whatever you get yeah you know post employment when you're when you're retired etc cetera, etc cetera. that's right that's um, right that's it's not right. a fair balance so you might as well be doing something that you enjoy something that you love something that you yeah. get something out, out of. of and that and, and and that could even just be that could even just be as simple as okay, like okay, maybe maybe you don't get a job creating amazing art, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But maybe it's selling widgets, okay? Yeah, yeah. But if you work with great people, yeah, yeah, if you work with a team and you've got a manager and a leader that are actually like on a vibe, right? They're good. They create a good environment. Yeah. Then, then you know you can still love you can still love your work because of yeah, the people, absolutely. the people that you work with, and even though even though the work itself may be not particularly exciting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people make a big difference as well. A hundred percent. I think one one last thing that I want to sort of, I guess, ask for your views on is around... So obviously we've just discussed there, uh, so a balance between work and life. And, and the thing that sort of stood out to me there, quite obviously, is if you're happy in what you do, you don't, you know, you have that balance naturally almost. What can leaders do or business owners do or what do you do that enables you to have the courage to look at your weaknesses, look at the things that you don't enjoy, um, look at what's not quite right and do something about it to improve and to grow? That's a great question. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, Thanks. I was up all night writing. (laughs) No, I I think very, very, very important sort of um, question to look at. Look at weaknesses to improve and to grow, right? Um, I think that again, you've got to have you've got to have that self love and that high sense of self worth to be able to look at your weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, that your weaknesses you do have them, your, your mistakes you do make them, but they don't define you. Your weaknesses and your mistakes don't actually define you. They don't define who you are. Um, and uh, when you have, when you work on that sense of self-worth and self-esteem, you're more able to um, accept your weaknesses and your mistakes. As part of m- on my on my journal in my phone, again, I always note down things that didn't go too well. Mm-hmm. I always, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't do too well there. I made a mistake there, <laughs> or I said this. It's just to note it. It's just to note that down. Because over time, and I, and I also note the positive as well. Oh, well done, Hitan. You did really well on that podcast. You smashed it, right? Oh, well done. You did really good there. Oh, well done. So it's so you're able to do both things, the positive and, and the negative, and you're, you're able to look at both sides. In terms of change or transformation, mm-hmm. 
how do you change your habits? How do you change certain things that are not working for you, mm -hmm. right? Because nobody likes change, right? And change is, change is hard, right? But I think, right, um, transformation and change comes from pain, all okay. right? Uh, that's a massive yeah, catalyst. Yeah. That's a massive catalyst. Yeah. Sometimes when you've got to the lowest point in your life, right, when you've got to the worst, like, horriblest time in your life, right, that can be a very powerful catalyst, yeah, for change mm -hmm. because you're like, I'm never getting to this rock bottom place ever again. Yeah. Things have got to change yeah, from this yeah. point. Have you seen the Shawshank Redemption? Yes. Yeah. Right. So the analogy that I give, yeah, yeah. about change is the short, is, is, is the short, <laughs> and for those of you that haven't watched the Shawshank Redemption, uh, Go watch, watch it, go, yeah, yeah. Go watch it. It's probably on Netflix or something, <laughs> it, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go watch the Shawshank Redemption. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. Amazing movie. So the analogy that I give is the Shawshank Redemption uh, uh, analogy of change or transformation. Mm -hmm. So Shawshank, the prison, is where you are right now. Mm -hmm. That's that's your situation. You're in Shawshank. It's okay. horrible. It's so bad. You and at the end of the movie, the character, the main character, is on that beach. Right, mm -hmm. he's he's free and he's on that yeah. and he escapes and he's on the beach. He's living yeah. the life. But what does the? Do you remember what the character has to do? What's in between of him getting? What he has to do to get out of Shawshank to get to the beach? Do you know what? Do you remember? He literally tunnels through the sewage. Yeah, he goes through. A, he goes it's through. Like, a, it's a literal. Well, yeah, a pipe of. Yeah, yeah. A, a metaphorical whole, transformation, right? Yeah, he goes through all that crap. Right. So so when you're trying to change something, you might have to go through a tunnel of shit, basically, before you get to the beach. <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah, yeah. you're going to, because what? You're going to think you're going to change yourself, right? Oh, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to start doing a healthy diet. I'm going to change this addiction. I'm going to, you know, that transformation is going to feel like shit, basically. Yeah, sorry yeah, to, yeah. sorry about my language. No, but, no, but, no, but, but basically, I don't know. The short, you know, you're going to have to go through it. But at the end, you're going to be on that beach. You're going to be in that yeah. a much happier place. Yeah, yeah. And some people, when I've said this analogy to people, right, is I've said, uh, you know, I've used it in some of my workshops and they've said, well, <laughs> well, what if you just like to stay in Shawshank? Well, then Shawshank's <laughs> not, basically, it's not bad enough for you to actually, it's got to be pretty bad for yeah. you to change. You want to get out? Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that's my, that's my idea there is, is basically, you know, your change or your trans, is it, is it such a bad situation that you've got to really get out of there, right? Yeah, you've got to yeah, make yeah, that yeah. change. Yeah. Then you will. Yeah. And I've seen it in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, do you think that's down to their environment forcing them or them actually realizing that this is too this much. is not where I want yeah, to go? Yeah, I think it's a combination much. of both of those yeah. things. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both of those things. Like, I've got to get out of this, yeah. this job or this marriage or this, uh, this situation or whatever it may be in your life. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. this is not working. Right, I'm at... Uh, and, and that's and in a way it's a positive thing because that yeah, then yeah. that is a catalyst for change. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you don't have a why otherwise. You don't have a deep enough why. Mm -hmm. Something I speak about in my book. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, we, we always ask like how and what, but we never ask why. Um and not just in the business world, but within a lot of, you know, life scenarios, if you like. Yeah. Um but yeah, the yes. why is so, so important. And I guess if you have that understanding of your why, you can notice or be on the ball when it comes to looking at things that aren't particularly great right now. Yes. Other than wait for that moment of or a point of no return where yes. you, you're burnt out, you're feeling absolutely shockingly shit. 
Yeah. Uh, you're making poor decisions. You're not happy. At that point, no, it's not too late, but that's not a great position to no, be in. But if absolutely. you've got that self-awareness yes, and you've got that why, then hopefully you notice that you need to make a change before you hit that before point. Before you hit that point. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like try and, yeah, try and make a change before you rock bottom. Yeah. 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 It's better. But, but if but sometimes you need to hit rock bottom. Yeah, though. some people <laughs> yeah, some people are like, you know, until it's rock bottom, then only then. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, in an ideal world, spot it before it spot happens. It, yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you, you save yourself you'll save yourself some pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a lot of pain potentially. But yes. it's a great catalyst nonetheless if you do hit the you know, the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> I like that analogy. That's a really good analogy. Next time I uh Watch Shawshank. Something. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I mean I must have been I, I don't even want to admit how young I was. I think when I watched that, but brilliant movie, <laughs> great movie, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, though, is there anything that he touches that isn't? Oh, he's amazing, know? isn't he? He's just got that gravitas. Oh, he has. He's got a lot of gravitas. Th- there's something about him. There's something that draws you in, and then, yeah, I don't know if it's a combination of his voice and his animation, and yeah, 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 yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's great. So this is the salesy part of the podcast where you're allowed for a couple of minutes to talk about your book sales Um, is great i love sales by the way (laughs) sales is important never give sales all of business is sales right oh Uh, um uh you know you might think oh you know i'm a uh, i'm a dentist or i'm a i'm a lawyer or you know i'm not in sales everyone's in sales to get over it it's all good right we're selling something yeah we're we're always selling something no absolutely 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 so let's uh, hear about your book. So obviously you have a book published. Yes. Um, uh, it sounds amazing. I mean, I knew you'd written a book because when I first met you, you pulled said book out within 32 seconds, I think. of, of Trying to sell it to you. you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is well done. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, my book is called The Leadership Adventure, The Five Powerful Secrets Every Leader Should Know. Um, it's available on Amazon. Uh, you can just put the leadership adventure mm-hmm. hit and bat. Um, if you'd like to connect with me, uh, please do connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, my website as well is uh, www.begreattraining.com. Uh, you can see some of, some of my work there. And um, yeah, no, generally I would just ask um, if you know your your uh, listeners, if there is coaching training, you've got a team. Uh, you've got leaders or staff that need engagement, motivation, or if there are any uh, educational institutions like schools, colleges um, that want their young people to be motivated mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. uh, and with that mindset, please do get in contact. LinkedIn is probably one of the best places to yeah. to contact me. There's there's not a lot that you don't actually help with from what I've learned about just being on your LinkedIn profile alone. Um, is there anything that you sort of specialize in that you or, or things that you're working on a lot at the minute that you can sort of help? The, 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 the well-being side is massive. Yeah. Uh, so anything around uh, uh, well-being um, and specifically things around things, sort of unique training areas. My my, mm-hmm. my, my training is quite uh, engaging. It's very interactive. I've had all sorts from people drumming. To I'm pe- going to say, I've seen to, you with instruments. Yeah, in videos. to leaders, <laughs> to leaders on space hoppers and things like that. So so uh, there's unique <laughs> things that I do. Um, there's because of my uh, yoga practice, uh, my mindfulness practice uh, and Tai Chi. I've done various uh, stuff myself on my own journey yeah, yeah. so i sort of incorporate teach those things in the sessions which is really good for team engagement really good for well-being um yeah and the, and the feedback's been really positive so um yeah if that's something you'd like please do get in contact 
Brilliant. I will put all of the contact details um, on the show notes as well. So if you're listening and you didn't catch that or you're driving, whatever, it will be in the show notes for you to, to have a look at. Uh, but please do reach out. Um, top-notch guy. Really, really Thank nice. So really passionate about what he does. Um, I'll happily be an advocate yeah, yeah. for uh, for his... Uh, no. Adam, I've loved, I love speaking to you. Good. I've, I've, I've really, I've really it enjoyed too. it. I'll, I'll, I'll remember the fart... <laughs> That the fart one is just perfect. That's gonna stick with you now. That is. That is gonna stick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it to my wife and my daughters when I get back. <laughs> good, it is one. a good one. But thank you so much for taking the time and, uh, and sitting down with me. Um, really, really good. You know, let's get you back on in, in a year and see where oh, you're it'd at. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers, Ted. Thank you. <laughs>